What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, what's going on? It's Johnny King with another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Uh, and be, talk about becoming a king or a king himself. I'm so excited to have Johnny Elsasser back on the podcast. Uh, dude, it's a privilege. You've got a new book coming out. You're doing amazing things. Just happy to have you on, man. Thanks for being here. Dude, thank you for having me on to support your community again. Uh, another round a couple of years later. Hopefully, yeah. you and I have both evolved since then. You know, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's always yeah. the the trick, right? Is if <laughs> yeah. have we evolved really? But uh, yeah. appreciate you having me on the show, man. Going to be a lot of fun, and it's already been great catching up with you again before we uh, kick this off. So thanks for of course, your, thanks, brother. Yeah, of course, of course. I want to get into the the new book launch, which is so exciting, and it's a huge, huge feat. And that, but that being said. Uh, we already talked before we started recording that I'm going to see you in a week, uh, yeah. which will be amazing that you're going to pass through Austin, Texas. And my listeners know that I'm down here just kicking it for a little over a month. So it'll be fun to to cross paths and get a good workout in and fill, fill those that are uh, listening and, and may know about you, but not know what you're all up to now because you've got the book, but talk about why you're going to be down here in Austin. Like just yeah. what, what does your life consist of at the moment? Yeah, brother. Um, it's well, obviously the book is, you know, you know, very well, the book has taken up a life of its own already yeah. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, that, and I have five baby chicks that I'm like raising right now. So that's really no funny. kidding. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's We're amazing. like starting, uh, my friend calls it a gentleman's farm. We have like this, uh, area outside <laughs> of our house that was kind of like carved out for outdoor gardening and stuff. And, yeah. but the previous people who owned it never did anything with it. So we, ended up we're in South Carolina, Charleston area. So it gets kind of swampy. So totally. we had to like do some ground lay, uh, work <clears> to raise it. And then we're creating this whole outdoor area with a greenhouse and like gardening boxes. And then we have a chicken coop now. And I got these five baby chicks. I'm, I'm learning how to raise <laughs> so they can lay eggs for us in like four months. Beautiful. Beautiful. So the book Dude. and chicks right now and, and not chicks. Like I'm going out, uh, trolling for mall ass, like, <laughs> yeah, chicks, like yeah. baby chicks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, just to be clear. Cause yeah. Yeah. You never just, know on yeah. this podcast, what we're talking about. Yeah. So. so just the baby chicks, but yeah. Um, right now with the book, taking a life of its own, uh, I I'm tied into the empowered brotherhood community, a beautiful community of, of massive community of amazing men who, uh, as you know, you're part of it. So they get together and work out and then obviously yeah. all kinds of other things on the side of that to really grow as strong men in the world today. So going down there to, see those guys do a workout with them. Cause it's always, it always kicks my ass too. No matter how much I work out, I get there and it's always like, you know, Samson or Vladdy yeah. or, uh, Stephanos or somebody's kicking my ass in a workout. Yeah. So, um, yeah. going over there, do that with those guys. And then also do a little bit of a kind of book signing. So I'll bring about 30 books out there and sign those, take some pictures with the guys and, and just kind of get it out there, bro. Beautiful. Beautiful. And the book's coming out May 16th, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, but we can get some uh, early buys in the the name of the book is Design the Man Within, right? Yeah. Tell yeah, tell yeah. tell those that are listening a little bit more about what why why write the book, what prompted you, what's oh. in it, what? all those good questions. <laughs> this is funny because I got this uh, I got this question um, the other day as well, and yeah. you, you and I were talking a little bit before the show, and uh, the the term ruffle feathers came up, and I think my answer to this kind of ruffles a little bit of feathers in the men's <laughs> yeah. space. Yeah. Um, but uh, the book, yeah, right now, just before I say, go into that, is we're doing a promo where guys can go on or, or gals can go on and get the ebook for 99 cents 
We're doing that promo up until the book gets published. So if anybody's interested right now, you can go get it for pretty much free. Uh, Just pay 99 cents on Amazon, grab it, and um, you'll have the ebook. And then obviously, if you want the real book, you know, go ahead and grab that too. Uh, Not just because I want you to have both, but because of the fact that I actually prefer real books. So I I would buy the real book. Same. Um, But yeah, so that's that. Uh, What got me to write the book, this is really funny. So when I got into the men's space, um, probably about like six or seven years ago, when I started to do my own work, coming back from being overseas for a decade, um, I came to my own terms and was starting to work on myself and started to get introduced to some of the men that, you know, we're friends with in, in the men's space now. And one of them tossed, he's like, Hey bro, you need to read this book. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. Like, this is like the first men's book that I got handed yeah. and I open it. And all I wanted to do was throw up on it and bang my head against the wall. I was like, <laughs> bro, I have no reference point for this book. It literally is so esoteric. It's mm. so spiritual. It's so all of this, these things that I, at that point had no bridge to get to. And I had no reference point for this in my life. I was like, yeah. this literally doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to, I want to like punch this person in the face. Like I was yeah. like, this is yeah. terrible. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, all right. Now, you know, full circle is like, I look at that book today. I think it's a good book for men to read. I just think they need to read it later down their path of development. So they have a reference point for it. I think then it would be more beneficial at the time being a alpha male coming from special operations, coming from protection of the U S ambassador to Iraq, spending a decade overseas, like all these things. I was like, bro, I was already having a hard enough time trying to humble myself to start getting into self-development, let alone somebody push this esoteric energetic like book on me that made no sense so i was like dude we can't no so as i started to luckily i stayed in the the development of Uh being in the men's space and i started to read other books i started to do my own research i started you know started to gather my own information on this and it led me to the fact that like okay now that i've gained a lot of knowledge in it i've done a lot of work on myself i've put myself in different coaching environments i've put myself in different teaching environments um and i was like now that i've done this i i need to give the past me a book that he could have grabbed and been mm-hmm. like cool this is awesome it's tangible it's uh readable it makes sense to my yeah. life yeah. and at least cracks the door to self-development as a man, like cracks the door. And that's what I wanted to give guys. I wanted to give guys a bridge so they could grab this other book that a lot of people recommend. And it actually makes a little bit of sense to them. Right. So I wanted there to be that reference point for them. And that's why I created the book because I was like, man, I, I also come from a very blue collar family. I come from, you know, people who live paycheck to paycheck. We didn't have time to go waste uh, mm-hmm. about like the spiritual connection in the woods and a loincloth and dancing around and stuff like that. Like that wasn't my life. And so I wanted to give the everyday man a book that he could grab and, and understand that the author understands who he is, understand that the author gets where he's coming from, and yeah. then also address some of the viewpoints that he's carrying in his life. So I was like, there's got to be a book out there that does this. And, and obviously I haven't read every men's book. I've read a lot of them. I haven't found one that I was like, this, this kind of hits the mark. So I was like, Hey man, yeah. if there's a gap there, then I can't complain about it if I'm not willing to fill it. Yeah. And so came up with the book design the man within. And hopefully, uh, I, I feel like I landed that mark, but you know, only time will tell and, right, right. And, and people who read it will tell. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure you, you have, and I'm excited to, to read it myself. It does make me think about, um, you know, when I was kind of going through my, you know, breakdown of my life implosion of my life, um, when I was in my, my first marriage, there was conversations being had that I was like, I, I can't even, I don't even have the ability to even start articulating my emotions mm-hmm. or I'd have people be like, well, where are you feeling that emotion in your body? I'm like, what are you talking? Like what? I don't even know how to even be in touch. So there was just another, yep. there's so many levels. And, and one of the books I read, and, and maybe this is the book you're referring to, I don't know, but the way the superior man, so many great, parts of it that that I'm like yes that makes sense and then so much of that book I'm like dude you're talking over my head or Wayne Dyer just certain things I'm like there's so much like I I know there's so much goodness here but a lot of it was going over my head which made me just feel even more ashamed or 
like yeah. an idiot. Like I have yeah. nowhere. Help me to start with, you know, uh, changing my life 101, not jumping into the 505. Right. Course, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like all yeah. of those books, all those books have so much value. And my desire was to get guys to actually obtain that value out of them, but mm. we got to get them through 101 first, which is <laughs> yeah. what I needed yeah. and which is what I value. I'm like, Hey man, I just, I was the same way. I was like, yeah. Oh, I, what, what do you mean? Where's, where do I feel this? I have no clue what you're talking about. Like <laughs> I can't process any of this information, nor do I have the tools yet to yeah. understand it and integrate it. So yeah. you're right, man. That's, ex and that's exactly how I felt. I was very frustrated and I, I don't want guys, cause this is like, if we think back to the start of like the men's movement back in like the eighties, right. Yeah. Um, I talked to, you know, do you know, Philip Folsom? Sure. Yeah. I've had him on the I, podcast. Love that. I guy. throw his name out all the time. Cause he's an OG in the men's space yeah. Yeah. and the dude's just a freaking legend, but yeah. he and I have talked about this and he's, he's very honest about it. He's like the, the early men's movement failed because the blue collar everyday dude got left behind. Yeah. They weren't nobody, nobody in the men's movement at the time was resonating with them. He, that's why he believes this movement's a lot different. And mm -hmm. he's like, no, nobody was resonating with them. And so, um, totally true. I, I, yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I when after he and I talked about that, I was like, this book needs to be one of those things that doesn't allow those guys to get lost again, that totally. allows them to at least have something that can improve themselves and their relationship with themselves, their, their relationship with the other people around. So that was like really it, man. I'm, I'm just like, I want guys to come along for the ride because we can all improve always. Yeah. And I feel like that's where a lot of guys, um, I've heard that too, in so much of the different stuff that I've done, like, you know, if you were, if you were writing to yourself 10 years ago, where would you have started? You know, right. like I, this, all this, this meeting's great, or this adventure is great, Johnny talking to me, Johnny. And, but, but where <laughs> do I even begin after this? I'm like, Oh, that's a great question. I, you know, so it's cool that you're, you've written a book to kind of speak to those guys. Cause it's, it's yeah. easy to leave those guys behind when you just start speaking to the, the gurus or the guys that have had a lot of experience, you know, right. you got to take and some baby steps. It's like not even their fault. They've just been so far down the path. They almost forget what it's <clears> like <throat> to need the one-on-one, right? Totally, totally. And, and, and it's not, it's just, it's not a knock on them. It's just, it, that's what happens when we get so far down a mastery of a yeah. certain subject, we forget where the one-on-one's coming in at. And so I'm not so far removed from my one-on-one that I can't, you know, yeah. give guys a one-on-one book, hopefully. And yeah. the other part to it was I, I didn't, I did read some books that like, I see men trying to do good things, but they're writing these books that are holding men back to out, like what I kind of refer to outdated versions of masculinity that are actually yeah. harmful to their lives and their relationships. And I, I don't like that. And so I'm not, again, not knocking those guys. They have their way of helping, but I don't want guys to continue to devolve as society's evolving. Yeah. And, you know, this is one thing, and we can talk about it if you want, but one of the things that's really come to light to me recently, and as I wrote the book, was the battlefield, right? The battlefield, and I don't talk about this per se in the book, but the battlefield that we have, it used to be like, Johnny and Johnny have a problem, we're going to go meet in the freaking parking lot, and we're going to handle this like men, mm -hmm. right? Like, that was mm -hmm. the thing. But the mm -hmm. battlefield is intellectual now. You and I chatted a little bit. It's political now. It's in, mm -hmm. it's intellectual. It's in <clears throat> the, the media. It's online. It's having an interview with somebody. It's not physical. Like physical's gotten eradicated, kind of like the old enforcers of hockey. Like that's gotten eradicated from, from our society. And if men can't step up and start standing in their power and defend society as a whole, not, not just masculinity, but society as a whole, if we can't own that power intellectually, we're going to be painted as these villains and nobody else is going to see us any different. And that right. the next generation is going to believe that because we're not available to talk. Yeah. And so I talk about, you know, that's one of the things that I think is very, really pertinent to that is because the, the guys that are writing these books that are keeping men in this outdated version of masculinity don't allow these guys to evolve, to take, to take on the fight where it's really happening. So we can actually raise the next generation to see what a good, healthy, positive man is who can be intellectual, who can have intelligence and have a wide breadth of knowledge so mm. they can speak to somebody and defend their position without <clears throat> having to get physical or without having to, you know, oppress them. It's like having that conversation, but being able to do it in a very intelligent way.
Yeah, no, I love that. Well, and, and so coming back to your book, then uh, uh, practically writing a book that helps men, you know, ensure that we stay on track. What are yeah. some of the key pillars in your book that you do talk about that you're proud of that that you that you speak to that guys should be aware of? Well, it's like one of the ones is uh, the chapters is, is change the unchangeable, right? So a lot of the things that hold us back is because at a certain age, most of us men think like, Hey man, I, it's just, it's hard to change. It's a lot of work. It comes, it goes to the old adage an old dog doesn't learn new tricks, right? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. um, or you can't treat, treat, uh, teach an old dog, new tricks. Yeah. That's not true. Like our, our minds are, uh, have incredible plasticity. If we just allow ourselves to embrace that and then challenge ourselves to grow. And so change the unchangeable is just saying, Hey man, there's nothing that's fixed within you and that everything that you believe right now has a root. And if you can learn to rewire some of that and understand what serves you and what doesn't, we can actually change that to then define a different version that you actually are authentic with and you can embody and then evolve society. So it's like one of the pieces that I really address in there. Um, it's that ownership owning, you know, extreme ownership. We've heard about this. Um, but I don't think men take ownership for two reasons. I don't think men take ownership for their positive things. And, and I know, you know, these things I'm preaching in the choir, they don't take ownership for the positive things in their life. And they actually don't take ownership for the negative things in their lives. They just, just as much as everybody else, men play victim to external circumstances. Oh, it, uh, this happened and I couldn't do that. This happened or this person or that. And then when it comes to accomplishments, men don't want to acknowledge their own accomplishments because the fact that like, if I do something good, for instance, like, man, I, I was really great with my wife today. I gave her a kiss this morning. I told her I loved her. I was attentive to her. I gave her a big hug and things like that. All of a sudden, my brain just says, well, that's what a good man would do. Johnny, Johnny King's doing that too. So why mm -hmm. do I need to appreciate that? But that mm -hmm. was a really good thing. And I should appreciate that because not a lot of men are doing those things. Yeah. And so we devalue the little things that we do in our lives that are really good. The little things that actually, you know, if we appreciated them would reinforce a good man and we devalue that stuff. And so we don't appreciate those. So, so um, extreme ownership is taking ownership of both of those things, the negative things that happen in our lives saying, you know, I own the consequences of that. I own the end date or the ending of that. What yeah. did, what was my role in that? That kind of provoked that outcome because we always had a role. Everything to get <clears throat> to that outcome was a choice. Right. And so it's, it's saying, Hey, what did I do to, how can I own that? And then what did I do that I can learn from where I can make a different decision if that situation arises again? And mm -hmm. then the same thing, how can I appreciate the things that I do in life even the small things so I can have compounding interest on the positive man that I am in this world. It's building both of those. It's flexing those muscles. So that extreme ownership was a big one too. Yeah. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like obviously those, those two have a very um, symbiotic relationship. <clears throat> it, they require each other to, to work. But again, if a man has a very limited sense of identity about himself, that mm -hmm. isn't malleable. Right. And he's like, this is just the way it is. Can't teach an yep. old dog new tricks. This is just how I was raised. This is like, I'm not going to grow. You know, those are probably guys that aren't listening to a podcast like this, but maybe they are. Maybe this is their first, you know, foray into, you know, the, the personal growth niche, or they pick up your book, they stumble upon it, they get, they get it given as a gift or something like that. You start yeah. to understand that, like, okay, if I could actually believe that I am, you know, the, the sculptor of my own, life and i can change things even though i've had a shitty upbringing or i had shitty parents or whatever shit hand that i've been dealt i can actually take ownership of that and yeah. change it right that has a completely different foundational um belief in which to to create a, a completely different life where you're designing your life you're creating the man that you want to become you're, mm -hmm. you're doing all those things. But if, again, if you don't believe that you actually can change, yeah, then what's the point, right? Which is kind of why a lot of guys take on that because that, that mindset, I believe alleviates the individual who believes it from any sense of responsibility to change it. And so it kind of mm -hmm. gives them up. Oh, I don't have to change. This is just the way it is, yeah. you know, and it keeps them from failing, keeps them from being courageous, keeps them from, 
disappointment, all the things that we're ultimately scared of. So you got to have a pair of balls to actually do this work, right? It takes a lot lot of strength. And and it's not even just like the guys that think that aren't even guys that don't like you're, you know, like you said, might not be listening to this podcast. They actually are. That's the crazy thing. I have numerous guys who are in their uh, latter years in life who they're they'll like listen to my stuff and they'll like be like bro you challenged the shit out of me he's like i got so mad but like i get what you're saying and he's like i know where i'm stuck and i get these messages and i've had guys come to my events that talk about this they're like i reluctantly i knew like this is fun and it looks really fun because you're shooting guns but i also know we're going to do some development stuff and i and i know that i need to do something different but like very reluctantly but he's making the the effort to step the foot forward and even those guys they're listening but they don't realize how easy it is to actually change some of that stuff because they're not sure why they even have that root problem in the first place right you know that's the big thing that's why i loved that chapter as well was because i was like bro here's also why we have the root problem. I'm not just going to tell you, you can change the unchangeable. I'm going to actually show you through some of the teachings and through some of the education that I've had on why, you know, like going back into uh, Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton's work and Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, utilizing some of that to leverage and, and hold up the stance of why we can change the unchangeable. So it gives them some scientific background. And that resonates, as you know, science resonates with guys a lot, right? Like logic resonates with us. If we, yeah, if we, yeah. we do okay with that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hard to disprove that. For sure. Right. Right. So, well, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's amazing. I think, think that's all the more reason why guys need to go and, and pick up the the book and we'll, I'll put this in the, the show notes <clears throat> so guys can click right out of the, you know, wherever they're listening to this episode to go pick up a, you said a 99 cent version of the ebook, yeah, right? If they, yeah. If they want the ebook, man. Yeah. 99 cents. If they buy it before May 16th. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. obviously do, do Johnny a solid and, and pick that up, but then pick <laughs> up the actual book, if you will, and don't be a, a cheap ass and support all the effort that, cause I know speak from experience, how much yeah. effort goes into freaking writing a book and doing all the stuff. It's not uh, it's a labor of love, man. So Dude, the, it's, it's the wildest thing was, did, did you uh, listen to that sh- the episode with Joe Rogan and Steven Pressfield? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do yeah. you remember what Steven Pressfield said? He's like, I still put out books and think no one's going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're Steven Pressfield. Yeah, like, I love yeah. your stuff. And, yeah. uh, and I, I was like, I get it. I get it too, though. I like, I, I got it. I, you know, I'm sure you get it as well. You're like, totally. you put your book out and you're like, what is like the, like one guy in his basement going to buy this? Like, who's going to yeah, buy this? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know? My mom's no longer here. So she's, you know, that might be my only sale right there. But uh, <laughs> no, I, and I'm listening right now to, I, I listen to the War of Art probably once a year, you know? Yeah. And right now yeah. I'm listening to it. That's one of the things I do when I go to bed is I listen to it while I'm reading on my iPad and I'm underlining shit just because that Stephen Pressfield is, he's the man. It's, but it's cool yeah. to see that like he's a regular dude too that has his fears and his doubts. And yeah, you know, and I think that's very accomplished author. And yeah, still has his fear and his doubts. So, I mean, I say that just to say like, yeah, there's a lot of effort that goes into books and you can be very accomplished in it. And you're still like the nervousness of like, yeah. is anybody going to buy this? Is it good? Did I do a good enough job? Is there yeah. like, other things I should have changed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's interesting is going back to what you said earlier. And I think your book probably sheds a lot of light on that and it helps guys kind of wake up if, if you will. And I felt like, uh, for the first 30 years of my life, for the most part, <clears throat> until I went to my first Tony Robbins event, I was kind of walking through my life as, as people refer to like asleep as a robot. Yeah. And there's so much that I learned, um, unintentionally, um, through, just life and friends and sports and my parents or lack thereof that led me to believe that uh, this is just the way the life was and it's just who I am. And, yeah. and it had to take some serious shit hitting the fan for me to finally wake up. Uh, and thanks to Tony Robbins. And then from there, so much more personal development to me, like, Oh my God, like so much of the stuff I, I just wasn't aware of how it uh, kind of, subvertly changed my or or programmed my wiring. And I think that a lot of men have probably experienced that in their upbringing, but that we also need to be hugely aware of it because uh, as of right now, like you said earlier, just with our governments and the world 
politics, how much stuff goes on. And there's so many people like, oh, no, of course, of course, um, there's no way that the election could have been defrauded or, um, you know, stolen or cheated or all that stuff. There's no way that this would have taken so much, you know, show me the proof. And I'm like, but then when proof comes out through documentaries, it's like yeah. that it's all relegated as disinformation, yep. Yep. you know? Yep. So all I ultimately want to bring to readers of my newsletter, listeners to my podcast is like just an awareness of like, just to, again, go back to your first pillar, which is like, you know, be malleable, be able to change. Yeah. It's to at least question the status quo about yourself, yeah. about, you know, the society we live in, yeah. the laws, you know, and everything else to be like, does it, is this the way that it was originally designed? Is it the way that yeah. we have to accept things to go forward? Um, speak to that, if you will, in terms of like designing the man within, which is where it needs to start with ourselves first. Yeah. Why that's so important, especially in this day and age for leadership, creating strong men. Oh, shit that's going on in the world. Yeah. That's a big you, loaded question. But when you look at the world today and everything that's going on, it's like now more than ever, like we've never seen psychological operations on the scale that we've seen from the pandemic and from the current government um, for the last couple of years. We've never seen this. And everybody, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what side on the fence that you're on, Pretty much everybody agrees with that because a lot of people on both sides of the fence at this point are seeing through it. I mean, you can just see through it through the hypocrisy of COVID, Uh, the statements they said, the actions they took, um, everything, the hypocrisy now that it's all, it's not even, it's conspiracy fact, right? So it's like, they're, they're now, you look at that and it's like, how can you not question these things? So I say all that to give a little bit of credibility to say, if we aren't strong men, that kind of stuff, that two years, that two and a half years of complete psychological operations that was done on our entire population, that is going to continue to happen. And people are going to continue to endanger their lives through things like experimental drugs that couldn't even pass animal trials. They're going to risk their lives by taking something that they've been manipulated to think is okay while the rest of the people who are strong and confident in who they are are going to say, no, I'm not going to do that because you Mm -hmm. haven't shown me any evidence that this needs to be taken a, and that it's even safe and going to help me B. Right. And so now more than ever, we need men to stand up in their sovereignty and to be confident in who they are. So they can critically think and question those things. You know, it's, it's, it's literally the fact of you actually saving your own life because we're seeing as nowadays, like all of these, there's just another healthy athlete just died. 32 years old Olympian died. I saw that online today too. Yeah. Like from heart failure. And it's like, okay, we're seeing this happen to very young people. This never happened before. Hmm. Probably you guys should have questioned this before millions of you took it. Right. Yeah. Now that we know this, we should be, this should be more of an effort for men to start finding that sovereignty in themselves, not because it, it has anything to do with political parties, but it has everything to do with questioning anybody, political parties, media, anything that's passed to you. You can't stand in that and question it if you don't know who you are. I guess that's why I, what doesn't make sense to me is, and, and I'm, I still have PTSD, if you will, I shouldn't probably <laughs> use that term because uh, it's, it's, does it disjustice for guys that really do work through that? But from from the the pandemic and having so much pressure put on those quote unquote anti-vaxxers who this is you know a, a pandemic against the anti-vaxxers, and then um how ultimately all the things that they told us, you know, that it was gonna you wouldn't be able to get it, that you wouldn't yeah. be able to transfer it, they backed off of all those things to now where it's like anyone that's had the vax and been triple boosted, they still have gotten COVID multiple times. Like then why do we even get it? But there, what I, to get to my point, I just don't get why people aren't more upset. Why people aren't more like, what, what the fuck were we? Right. But they're like, okay, whatever. We'll just move on. I'm like, what now needs to happen? Now they talk about it, you know, Gates and whoever else talks about another, even worse pandemic coming in 2025. Like, what the fuck? 
you know, but yeah. people are like, no, no, it's not going to happen. I'm like, what are you talking about? It already happened just a couple of years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. And you don't think it's going to happen again. So I just don't understand where the disconnect happens with people who, who just believe that this is all just conspiracy theory, even though we, we can see that tangibly it's happened and they went against yeah. their word or they didn't, they just lied to us. So I, I guess I'm, I'm frustrated with that where I feel like those of us that are speaking out against it, we're still poo-pooed and said, Oh, we're just far right wing. Even though I, I look at myself as moderate or in the middle, I just look for truth, you know, yeah. on yeah. either side I of mean, the aisle, you know? Uh, yeah. So, I look for truth and try to be objective. And I would consider myself more of a libertarian than anything else at same. this point in my life. Yeah. So there's a yeah. lot of things. There are certain things on both sides I agree with for sure. And there's certain yeah. things I don't agree with. Right. And, uh, for me, it's it, when I look at all those things, it goes back to the fact of like the, the, the heavy amount of psychological operations. If you can just be objective right now, not you, but like the general population, yeah, if you can yeah. be objective right now and just say, yeah, we were pretty lied to. Like we can all objectively say we were lied to significantly for two and a half, three years. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you can't, if you can sit back and say that you should be like, well, where did I land on that? Did I question yeah. any of this? Yeah. And if you didn't question it and you followed along, this isn't to knock you, but this is to say, Hey, what is it that needs to be found inside of you to get you to that point where you should start questioning that stuff before you take action. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what I think this needs to be a call. We're not going to change people's minds. I'm not trying to change your political views, but I do want you no matter where you sit to sit there and be like, did I question it? And if I didn't question it, what does it take for me to build a strong enough person inside that says, hey, let me at least question this, regardless of what party it's coming from and who I follow and who I believe and whatever. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? I'm, I wasn't an anti-vaxxer, to be honest. I actually didn't really, I actually was, I mean, I was in the military. I've had more vaccines than pro probably anybody listening to this. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so I wasn't like an anti-vaxxer at all, actually, until uh, I read... Um, uh, Robert F. Kennedy's book, The Real Doctor Fauci. <laughs> then, then you'll be like, oh yeah, this is not good. Um, mm, but mm. anyways, I, I wasn't that way. I just wasn't going to take the COVID vaccine because I was, I looked, I literally looked on Pfizer's website. And if what anybody actually went to it, you literally in ver like verbatim, what they said was does not prevent transmission or contraction may prevent symptoms. That's literally what it said. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. wasn't a game of like, wasn't the, a vaccine. Like, I, it wasn't a vaccine and mm -hmm. the media, like it didn't matter what the media said. If you just did a little, a little curiosity and went to their webpage, you could have mm -hmm. pulled this up. And I did, it was the same thing when they started before the vaccines even came out and they started with the masks. Right. And they were yeah. like, you need to wear masks. And I look at my wife and I'm like, I'm no freaking virologist, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure mask yeah. isn't going to stop anything. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, let me do some thing. research, right? Yeah. And did some research and found out since 2004, they'd been studying masks and none of them, and actually majority of them, except for N95s, majority of them actually gave you an increased chance yeah. to get a respiratory virus. And even N95s were 65% penetrative, even if you wore them correctly in yeah. a sterile environment, which most people, nobody was wearing them correctly and it wasn't a sterile environment. Totally. So like, I looked at all this stuff and I was like, let me just do a little research. And I did. And I was like, yep, not doing it. Nope, mm -hmm. not at all. And mm -hmm. uh, that was, but that was because of who I am, that I'm confident in who I am. I knew who I was inside and I knew I wasn't questioning things just to, because somebody I didn't like was saying it. I questioned it. Cause I was like, that just, that sounds a little weird. That, yeah. like, that we, biologically, uh, we did not evolve to want things over our faces. We just didn't mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's constricting our ability to absorb oxygen and breathe. So like, why would we ever do that to ourselves? So I was like, well, that's probably not a good thing. So let me just ask some questions. Like what, what is it about this? Like yeah. I was open. I was open to the fact is if it made sense and, and it didn't, it just mm. didn't. And this was like mm. just the start of it. And Sean Stevenson talked about this on his show and he actually got again, banned for putting out this 45 minute like documentary on this, but he got banned for it um, from everything. So he had to put it out on like Vimeo on his website. Cause YouTube took him down within like 30 minutes. And he scoured his team, scoured the internet. They pulled all the data on masks. He, he gave a whole like 45 minute talk on it, 
point pinpointed all the data. Yep. And when you looked at all of that, you're like, he, he literally was like, I wanted masks to make sense. He's like, I really did. I didn't go research this because I was like, I'm going to disprove masks. He's yeah. like, I wanted this to make sense. And I felt the same way. I was like, if it makes sense, I'll do it. But none of it did. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, I say all this to circle it back to if we can't be individuals first, if we can't have sovereignty in our own and belief in ourselves, we're always going to be able to be manipulated by these things. And they will continue to do this. There's that saying, if you tell a lie long enough, it becomes a truth. What did they do for three years? They just told lie after lie after lie. And they told the same lie. And then they made it become truth to a lot of people who couldn't stand in their own self and say like, I don't really know about this. I really need to question this and make sure it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that, again, you said kind of bring that around full circle. I think about when before my life imploded personally, I just was very, uh, I had my heels dug into the ground. Because I actually, really, when I looked at it, I was so scared of what I was going to find within myself that mm. was incongruent, that was scared little boy, that was wounded. I distracted myself or I just, when I had moments of like, hey, we should go to therapy. We should work. I'm like, no, we're good. But like when I really knew deep down inside, things were not good. I was mm. not, I was like, like, I could just look at the writing on the wall, but I, I, almost just wasn't ready until shit got so bad that I didn't have a choice, but to wake up that started my journey of working on myself. And I, and I think back to as well at times where I had moments where I could have chosen to lead and I was a coward. I, I just Mm -hmm. folded left and right because I didn't know myself as a man. I I was confident to your point. I wouldn't. So I do feel like there's a lot of people out there who both men and women, let's be honest, who aren't confident with who they are. They really struggle with their self-esteem, right? They have a lot of unhealed wounds, unhealed trauma from the past that are a direct result of obviously, you know, their, their, their past traumas Mm -hmm. and their parents and whatever else, but it reflects upon today's day and age, our society, our culture, the things that are happening, the ways that we continue to get taken advantage of. Yeah. So the importance of men listening to your podcast, going to your wild man retreats, reading your book, doing the things that you're putting out there as a men's uh, lifestyle strategist is, is to like lean into themselves first to yeah. really work on finding their true center, right? Find mm-hmm. their, their own sense of value. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is just my thought process with what you've said. Find their own sense of self-worth so that they can then stand up for the life that they want to design, the, yeah. the man they want to be for their families, for the community, for their government, for their world. But it's really hard to, to do that when you're deeply insecure, you're wounded. Yep. You'd rather just pick a fight with someone on social media because they have differing opinions. It's a lot easier to be open-minded and be like, oh, let's be curious when you actually know yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a threat. I feel like if yeah. you don't know yourself and you're really struggling, it's a lot easier just to throw up a blind and be like, this is the way that it is. Right. So that's, yeah, I, I, and that's one of the things that I'm, you know, I, when I was in special operations, we weren't elite because the fact that we were so highly trained that we could do very complex things. We were elite because our foundational skills were so good that we were adaptable. We were so Mm. adaptable. Ah, And because of that, because of that ability to, hone in on the foundations of what we built all of our complexity on top of Mm -hmm. when anything hit the fan, when things got crazy, when things went out of control, we were able to adapt to the situation and still come out on top. And Mm -hmm. that was because the foundations, which is what, like, that's really what I've built my business around on uh, teaching men. And that's what, you know, again, like back to your point and you hit the nail on the head on like what I'm doing and who I'm about and everything. Yeah. But it is exactly that. It's that if we can't build a strong foundation in ourselves, which most people don't have that because one, they don't know where they even got all of the Mm -hmm. beliefs they have. Mm -hmm. And then two, they haven't taken the time to be consciously aware of what they actually want to include in their foundations and what they want to throw away. 
If we can't build a strong foundation, we will continue to be able to be pushed around and bullied and manipulated. But yeah. when you have that strong foundation, um, I'll even tell you, like, after I had a strong foundation in who I was. So when I hit my rock bottom coming out of the being in the Middle East and like struggling with my first marriage, getting a divorce, drinking way too much, all that stuff. Yeah. When I yeah. hit that, I came to a point to my foundation. I was at the foundation and it was like, bro, you right now, like you are either going to be, you know how to be elite. You're either going to be elite at being really crappy in your life, or you're going to be elite at being really good again. And you're, you have a strong foundation right now. And that foundation didn't allow me to go down the crappy route. It yeah. forced me to go up because that foundation was so strong in who point. I was that I was like, I'm not, it's, it wasn't going to shake me. I may have had a brief moment of going down in my life, but once I hit that foundation, it was like, bro, it stops here. That's it. You can't yeah. go any lower. Cause I'm not yeah. going to let you. Yeah. And so when you have that strong foundation, who you are, there's an inability for you to get totally crumbled and crushed and manipulated and shaken off of your own path and truth and who you are. So mm -hmm. that's what I really want guys <clears throat> to find and women to find too. I want everybody to find that because if we have people who are strong in that foundation, when the next pandemic happens, when the next uh, psychological operation happens, they're not going to get shaken. They're mm -hmm. not going to be scared. They're going to be like, Whoa, actually I'm, I kind of know who I am. I should yeah. probably have a little bit more of a critical opinion about this and, and just question this and think about it first before mm -hmm. I start listening to the talking heads everywhere. Mm -hmm. To have your own sovereignty of, of thought and of mind and of body is obviously something that a lot easier for us to take it uh, for granted here in the States, you know, but I think even with COVID it was yeah. like, Oh, you know, we, we shouldn't take this for granted. And there's so many people across the world who, really had their rights, you know, human rights taken advantage of. And I think it's, it's really, it's such a, a shame that said, it sounds like, um, it really just sound like your book is focused on helping men come back to the fundamentals, which would be no mm -hmm. different than in sports or in the workout or in the weight room Correct. or yeah, it's like, just get back to the fucking fundamentals, treat that foundation and then from there, be able to build who, who you want to design yourself to be as a man. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're <clears throat> when you get bored training the same thing over and over because it comes, becomes so easy, that's when you know you're on the right path mm. because that's when you know that you've started to build that strong foundation because you're constantly doing the same thing to yeah. build and strengthen that muscle to yeah. strengthen that foundation within you. And so that was, you know, again, this was all lessons I gained in battalion was like, dude, I hated going out back to the shoot house that we had built out there and spending, uh, after I got off work and on my weekends, uh, deep into the night, every afternoon, like I hated being out there all the time. I was like, I know how to clear a room. I can mm -hmm. clear this room sleeping. Cause it's the same room I've cleared for a freaking mm -hmm. year, but guess mm -hmm. what we did second year, third year, fourth year, did the same room over and over and over and over. And the fundamentals are what we have to go back to because, and the reason why, and those fundamentals, that's the other thing is those fundamentals get to be different for us, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. That's part of the book is to get it. And I, I walk people on how I walk them through how to do this, but we identify where their foundation comes from. And then there's work in the book to question, to have them do that, uh, question it and figure out where it is they came from and what it actually is. When they do that, then you know, okay, what do I need to remove? What do I need to put in place? And then I can start training on that uh, intentional foundation. So those fundamentals become yours. And then once you can do that and train on your fundamentals, that's when you can start to build that entire foundation for yourself. And that's where like, we really, and the, like, that's where you can get complexity, right? Like you can start to, this is my whole thing. This is that bridge to guys like David data or guys that, that are kind of in that more esoteric world. This yeah. is that bridge to them. It's like, you can get there. You can, that's the complexity, but you got to have something underneath that to get there. And that's totally. got to be based on you and what you uh, resonate with. Because when everything hits the fan, when all of the bullets come flying and the bombs start blowing off, 
what do you go to? You go to your mm-hmm. sympathetic nervous state. Your sympathetic nervous state puts you in the position of resorting back to not necessarily thinking, but acting. And if yeah. you're acting on what you've instinctually put into yourself intentionally year after year, day after day, hour after hour, well, guess what? You're always going to perform to the level in which is going to allow you to succeed because yeah. you did that. But if you didn't harp on those fundamentals, when everything goes crazy, you're going to go crazy. You're going to lose your shit. And then you're not going to be able to instinctually act in the way that's going to put you in the best position. Totally. So being of, uh, of again, free mind and spirit to be able to choose, you know, otherwise you go back to, you know, you lose your cool. You got an anger issue because dad had that anger issue or whatever you were taught, which were just coping mechanisms to survive as a little boy. Right. Yeah. Uh, And if you don't actually intentionally cut those off at the pass and, and, and be able to say like, Hey, this far, no farther, this has got to change. I've got to change who I am fundamentally. Then you're going to ultimately still, you'll be that 75 year old, 85 year old who still has an anger issue or a drinking issue or porn issue or whatever, if you don't actually choose that. So it's good to know, I was going to ask you, but you answered it before I even asked that there are exercises, there's work to be done in your book that really help guys guide guys through that process of, of kind of laying the new groundwork, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I I can't do this and not give them some work to do. And trust me, man, like I, I've been that guy where I didn't do the work. So trust me, I address that in the book. I say, listen, just, just don't do what you normally do, which is not do the work, actually (laughs) just do the work, man. And and I, I, and I intentionally made every piece to only be like 10 or 15 minutes. So it's like, pull out your journal, do the 10 or 15 minutes of work, at least do that before you move on to the next chapter and give yourself the opportunity to change. At the end of the day, if you get through all the work and you get through the book and nothing changed, well, guess what? You didn't lose anything. You just remain the same and you didn't die. Like, okay. And you may have picked up a tool here or there, but at the end of the day, like if nothing else changes, at least you gave it a shot. Right. So it's like, just do that. Give it a shot, do what you normally don't do. And if, if you can have any benefit, you gain one tool, you gain one positive aspect from it, that in and of itself should be worth anything that for your time and for the nominal amount of money that it is, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see there, there's no way that I feel like a guy could read your book, go through every exercise and come out, you know, equal the same in the same way that it would be in, in the gym. Like, let's just do these things for two weeks, every single day. Right. There's no way that you're not going to come out stronger. Just the practice of following through on something, even if you don't feel like something is necessarily shifted, you know, intellectually, you having actually gone through the process, starting something committed to it, finishing it yeah. is, is strengthening that muscle of commitment of correct persevering, pushing through, doing it. Maybe when you feel like you don't want to do it, you do it anyways. There's some, there's, there's going to be value to that regardless to any man. So correct. I think that's worth noting. So I love it, man. What, what, uh, where can guys ultimately get the book? And, you know, like I said, I'll put it in the show notes, but if the yeah. guys are listening just on their phones right now, where can they go to pick up the book? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that, brother. Um, it is, uh, so, uh, ultimately I'd love guys to go on to Amazon to get the 99 cent ebook. That's where we're sitting yeah. getting people. That's where we have the deal going on for the ebook. Um, you can go to design the man and on there you can click, we already have a button for it. It'll take you right to Amazon. You can purchase cool. that, or you can purchase the physical book if you want, um, either, or, so that's where you guys can catch that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, design the man just, uh, spell it as it sounds. <laughs> uh, I would highly recommend guys, if you're listening to this, go check that out. And uh, like I said, do Johnny if, uh, a solid with not only getting the ebook, also getting the physical book, and then uh, even taking another level is leaving him a freaking review yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> speaking, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking from one author to another, like do help him out. You don't even realize how you know, 60 seconds of your time and, and genuine words, you know, even if you're just excited to get it, you know, uh, and you haven't yeah. read it yet will make such a big difference in, in helping reach other guys that need this book. Right. Yeah. So yeah, dude, Johnny, that's going to be, that's going to be huge. Um, you're up to so many good things guys also follow Johnny 
on Instagram, Johnny dot Elsasser. I'll put this all in the show notes as well. Yeah. He's got out such... to watch the baby chicks grow. <laughs> yeah. Baby, baby chicks and, uh, your, uh, all the good stuff that you're up to the, the, the wild man experience, um, the stuff that you're doing with empowered brotherhood. I'm excited to work out with you in a week all the good things. So dude, just thanks for being here. Thanks for doing what you do. And, and just again, knowing how much went into writing a book, um, you're a beast, man. It's, it's, I'm excited to read it and it's huge, uh, huge accomplishment. So congratulations. Thank you, brother. It means a lot coming from you. And I appreciate you, uh, appreciate yeah. your time and appreciate you allowing me to come hang out with you for a bit and chat up, uh, your community. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, we'll have you back. Of course, as always, just nice to have you back on. Good to see you, uh, as always. And, and just really want to push the guys to just take some action. It's just one thing. Uh, I appreciate you listening to the show, of course, but if you just listen and you don't do anything different, uh, I, I can't promise you that the needle changes much. So go take some action, pick up Johnny's book, at least at the very minimum 99 cents. If you can't afford it, I'll send you a dollar. Um, <laughs> I'll help you out. You know, pick up his book, give it a read, do the exercises, and uh, join us in this journey of you know designing the man within. So, Johnny, thank you, brother. Again, I appreciate you so much. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, dude. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.